You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What you doing, sweetie? Filling out a waiver. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Just asking you some stuff. Yeah, I was particularly uh, pleased by neither the artist nor the tattoo studio, was res- t- tattoo studio is responsible for the meaning or spelling of the symbol or text that I have provided them. Which comes at a very important Here's some advice I picked up from Googling tattoos. Always remember, it's get better. So never don't give up. You only life once. And the life makes things real. Belive. Regret knowing. No regrets. No regrets. All actual things, actual people, got inked into their actual flesh. Bad tattoos are hypothetically hilarious. Counterpoint, bad tattoos are practically terrifying. Oh God, it gives me sweaty palms just considering it. A good tattoo already combines my two greatest fears, needles and uh, permanence. A bad one sees those panics and raises them an indelible, discoverable reminder of one's foolishness and mistakes. To me, it's like having to give a public speech, impromptu, on a plummeting airplane, to an audience of spider sharks. And thanks to everyone who contributed to getting our Kickstarter over its stretch goal, and I truly am grateful, but also you're all monsters, I was supposed to brave that nightmare. Did I? Did I finally get our logo scarred into my flesh? Well, we'll get to that. But first, a little story. This is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. Today's episode, No Regrets. In 2008, Anthony Garcia was pulled over in East Los Angeles. He was arrested for driving under a suspended license and mugshotted. Crucially, the mugshot was taken shirtless, and the photo featured some pretty astounding tattoo work. Across Garcia's collarbone in black letters was written, Rivera Kills, a reference, police figured, to the Rivera 13 street gang. Beneath that, a positively Baroque street scene. 
Most prominently, the flesh freeze featured Mr. Peanut being gunned down by an Apache attack helicopter. There were other similar scenes splayed out over the 22-year-old Garcia's chest with a similar theme. Mr. Peanut in a chokehold with a knife being raised over his head, an idealized bandana masked Garcia brandishing a Glock semi-auto sideways, John Woo style. But that central image was the most impressive and the most conspicuously detailed. It caught the attention of L.A. Sheriff's homicide investigator Kevin Lloyd. A ways after Garcia had been released, his picture came across Lloyd's desk. Lloyd somewhat routinely took looks at the tattoos of arrestees because, as you might think, they're sometimes good clues for unsolved crimes. Often, witnesses and victims are able to describe tattoos in a way that more directly implicates suspects than just their age, weight, height, other basic physical descriptors. But Garcia's tattoo wasn't featured in the records of a crime scene. Instead, Lloyd wondered if it itself was the record of a crime scene. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. The shot through Mr. Peanut on Garcia's torso was positioned in a very specific way, a little too realistic a death pose for a cartoon legume. He was also lying in front of a well-drawn, very detailed building, an off-brand local booze chain called Ed's Liquor. There was a street sign and a bent street light in frame, and the store was decked in Christmas lights. Altogether, that's a lot of hints. Like, almost too many hints. In writing tropes, we call this an orgy of evidence, and it's considered lazy, hackneyed, and ridiculous. But in Garcia's case, it really was all there. So Lloyd went through the records, searching for an unsolved homicide, in front of an Ed's Liquors, roundabouts Christmas time. Lo and behold, there it was. In 2004, a 23-year-old named John Juarez had been killed in front of one such Ed Liquors in the holiday season. A quick skim of the crime scene photos showed not only that Juarez had fallen in much the same position as Garcia's Mr. Peanut, but also revealed the street sign and bowed lamppost. Detectives tracked down Garcia and brought him in on suspicion of murder. While in holding, an undercover and wired sheriff's deputy asked him about his tattoo, and Garcia guilelessly explained that it commemorated his first murder. His confession was played for a jury at his April 2011 trial, along with photos of the tat and expert witnesses who explained that in the parlance of Rivera 13, a peanut was a rival gang member. They also called witnesses who testified to Garcia's nickname, Chopper, thus the machine-gunning helicopter. Anthony Garcia was confidently found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. And as easily as his jurors rendered that verdict, I'm willing to render his the worst, stupidest, biggest fuck-up of a tattoo ever. With that bar set, what do I have to be afraid of? How bad could my little tattoo really be? 
Did I get it? Well, here for yourself. And you can see for yourself, too. Go to our website, www.constantpodcast.com, or our Facebook group, The Constant Podcast, to check it out. I got the ink done last night. As you can hear, I was quite terrified, but went through with it. The mark of true courage. I think I like it. Uh, in all honesty, it, I don't really feel like I have it. Uh, it's winter, so, you know, I've got sleeves on, and it just doesn't quite feel real yet. I imagine that at some point I'm going to be like, oh, right, I've got this thing on my arm. But it seems like a pretty cool thing to have. I was told that I will almost certainly be going back for more tattoos now that I've broken that seal. I think that's unlikely, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just going to be covered head to toe in six months. I really don't think so, though. Anyway, I like it. I'm glad I did it. And as for whether it's a mistake, well, that's yet to be determined. And you've got a part to play in that. So make sure you're subscribed. Please go rate and review if you haven't. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and tell your friends. Be annoying about it. Your friends love that about you. We've still got one more special episode to go before we return for season five in January. So stay vigilant. And thank you once more to everyone who donated to the Kickstarter, to everyone who's reviewed and recommended the show, and to all of you for listening. Until next time, from the site of the 1993 World Tattoo Tour, Chicago, Illinois, this has been The Constant. My mom's going to be so pissed. Isn't going to be very happy this year. Yeah, oh god. And she's probably going to go unspoken in that waspy way. <laughs> <laughs>